Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. We nailed that one. We're running late though this morning. And since it's <laughs> and since it's Yvonne here. It's, it's my okay. fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's okay. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. No. Thank you for having me. We've been waiting for a while. <laughs> just, just make this originally official. Uh, official. Official. Um. Yeah, we had to make it official. It, um. This is uh, uh. We're starting a little bit late. Sorry about that, but. Um, should be a good discussion this morning. We got a lot to talk about. We've been, I've been trying to, we wanted to get Yvonne on sooner. She didn't want to come on until it was official that she'd qualified for the games, which is, you know, she's a little bit superstitious. I'm, I, I'm with her on that. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't blame her on that. All right. And well, and actually, given what's happened in the past yeah. with the CrossFit games and their scoring systems and their penalties and, their assessments and, and just how they're actually working their scoring in general with the 50 pointers right and how they change your scoring it was probably the most prudent thing to do to wait until it was officially announced till she got the email and yvonne doesn't actually to her credit she doesn't believe that she's going to the games until she gets an actual invitation <laughs> it won't well she doesn't post anyway <laughs> on instagram she'll post a little bit um she'll post the dogs on facebook but that's about it she did post you did post, she did post. i did in the members group i saw you post in the members group which was nice because last year um i was training for the games and running and fernando goes are you training for something <laughs> i go yeah i'm going to the crossfit game so i wanted all my members to know why i'm training so hard <laughs> there's a real purpose behind this She's actually had a couple of those funny comments yeah. like that where members have said, Man, you're really fit. What are you training <laughs> for? <laughs> what are you training for? <laughs> and Yvonne is very humble. She'll she won't she unlike me, who will often in class point to the picture or my point to my jersey. <laughs> Surprised you haven't walked wall. in with your medal yet. <laughs> it, it, it's nice to have the jerseys up on the wall because then I'm just like when they when they leave comments on Sugar Wad about coaches how good coaches are that have filled in for me in my class like austin did last week austin filled in for me in class and then that day brian george put a like a oh, yeah. 10 sentence <laughs> glamorous <laughs> praise for austin and his skill sets which i didn't take personal at all not at all no. couldn't tell <laughs> <laughs> I talked just about bringing it up live. On dude, I, talk, I talked about it in every single class this morning. Oh, great. <laughs> and then I had, that's when I point to the wall and I, in the Jersey that's on the wall, it's been proven to hark back to my past. Um, but the, before we get started though, when I want to talk about the, the team, so this will be fun to talk to Yvonne today. I want to, it, it, it really is helpful to get some insight. Um, because it, the, what masters do to qualify for the games now is exemplified by what Yvonne does. And I, and I think it's, if, if, if you will, and we'll ask her if she thinks the other athletes are doing the same, but I think they are because I look at the guys that we used to be, that I used to compete against that are still competing, you know, at the top level and the stuff that they're doing is unbelievable um, as a master's athlete to get to the game. So we'll talk about that a little bit and what Yvonne's thoughts are on that. And then, 
Um, but before we do that, I wanted to talk about the teen competition we had yesterday, which is the opposite end of the spectrum. So we got the old people we'll talk about mm-hmm. at the end. We'll talk about the young people first. Young bucks. So PRs all day, Jamie Lee and uh, and Coach Corey. Coach Corey coaches our teen program here. And I think Coach Corey started it. Yeah. yeah he I mean, wanted to do a teen competition, yeah. right? Yeah, he called it the teen trials out of the gate. Yeah. And so we decided to do it. And the reason why we decided to do it is an affiliate. And Jamie and I have kind of sworn off comps, although Jamie's kind of been pushing to do a comp. I've, I've been hungry. I mean, there was a little bit of PTSD getting into it and right. just kind of in the, the lead up to it, just because it's like we've been out of the game for so long. When we stopped doing the comps, as soon as CrossFit went to the super regional, remember? Yeah. Because at that point, it was like, how many people are actually still going to want to compete? Because you know, most people that were doing those competitions oh, were, yeah. were, were, were well, striving for a regional, you know, right. appearance. They had a place to go to. Exactly. Yeah. Compete. I mean, that was 20 people or 30, 40 people in the Northern California region. And right. then once they made it a full California region, it's like we saw a massive dip in just, just the general, right. you know, average Joe's or deuces wild type events. And Nor- Northern California too, though. Yeah. We've been, the, the affiliates here have been around longer. Yeah. And we had our heyday with competitions back in like 2010, 2011, 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. where there was a comp every weekend. Yeah. Uh, somewhere there was a competition going. And it was like, well, I'm doing this event. Oh, well, what are you doing this weekend? It's like and, there's like four different events yeah, going on. In, Di- in Diablo, at one point, we hosted four competitions a year. Was that it? Yeah. It, what do you mean? Was that it? <laughs> I feel like there was like five or six. You know, that felt like 10. <laughs> Well, we did also participate with DFE, right? Like Diablo like, Fitness like, Engineering. Yeah, so other maybe events. we yeah. weren't hosting them, but right. we were definitely a part of. A yeah, lot we of were. Other we ones. were providing the equipment, so we had an equipment company for a short period of time. Yeah. That's a that's a whole another podcast episode. Yeah. That's actually like a mini series that we'll need to do on that one. Speaking of PTSD, <laughs> but the but anyway, we did those comps and those comps, especially when they're here at our gym, are cumbersome. Um, because and they and they affect our business and uh, positive and negatively, but on the negative side, it's it's uh, they they use the entire gym, they use all the equipment, facilities, and the bathrooms, yeah. and cancel the, classes. Yeah, yeah, and then that's we have to cancel. Yeah, that's the big thing is we have to cancel classes for our members. Yeah. Our members get put out, um, so it's a lot of work, um, a lot of effort. So I I was apprehensive, but. But Corey and Jamie convinced me to do that, convinced Yvonne and I to do the teen trials um, because one, Jamie, one knows how to streamline a competition down to start and finish within, I think we four hours is about four and a half hours on this one. We we finished the podium at two o'clock. At two o'clock. And we started the competition, well, 930. 930. Briefing started at 10. Yeah. So we did actually we started a little bit early because the briefing went through fast. Right. But Diablo had classes at six, seven, and eight AM. So mm-hmm. we were able to accommodate about 70, 75 members yeah. in the morning workouts. And then a lot of them stayed around to help judge. Oh and, man, the amount of volunteer. volunteers. I mean, huge thanks everybody. If everybody's listening today, it's massive appreciative to uh your your efforts and hanging out and being a part of that so the but the but the primary reason why we agreed to it is because there has been even with the competitions that were held in past years almost nothing for teens in northern california nothing. very very few opportunities for teens and now and here's the thing that bothers me is and why i w- want to do it and help promote the sport and encourage other affiliates to do the same 
is in the Bay Area where CrossFit got started, Santa, Santa Cruz and, and into the Bay Area. There are no teens that are at the CrossFit Games. And I don't know if they were la- – last year I know they weren't. No, I don't think so. And this year we don't. We have someone from Northern California, but he's in Turlock, mm. um, a kid from Turlock, and he's apparently second in his age group, the 16, 17 age group. He was – I think I was talking with his mom. You were. His, yeah. mom, was, his yeah. mom was there. Think they'll, they'll be out next year. Yeah. So it's um, – it is – if. And, and all of the athletes are coming from either other countries or, you know, Midwest, East Coast. Mm-hmm. And granted, California has a lot of competitive sports. We have good weather year round, so yeah. these kids can do it. Swimming is, a, is what the East Coast doesn't have swimming. And swimming is a, as much swimming mm-hmm. like we do here yeah, yeah, in yeah. all the community swim teams. And swimming takes a lot of the kids away from yeah. CrossFit as well. Yeah. But for us, in order for us to, to produce athletes at the highest caliber, you've got to have local competitions. It's like a farming option. Right? It, 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 it absolutely is. Yeah. And, I, and I might even argue that, that, that that might be the reason why we don't have as many Northern California athletes participating at, at the games. When you put it that way, it makes absolute sense. Right. So we, so PRs all day, progressive programming is now going to, they've got the teen trials and we're going to make it the premier Northern California teen event. And we're mm-hmm. talking about maybe doing multiple teen events mm-hmm. and we'd encourage other affiliates to, to look at and, you know, starting something with your kids, at least, you know, or your members, kids, just creating a program with creating affiliate. a program with your gym where you're where they're coming in three days a week. And then maybe five days a week. And didn't, didn't we have to reschedule this? It wasn't originally like it's always we rescheduled due to swim team schedule. Times. <laughs> we did. So the original oh. time that we, because it was scheduled for December 3rd last yes. year. Yeah, that's right. And I kind of made the game time decision to push it back to January, which then ended up not working because of a lot of kids had like other engagements and right. sporting events. So we pushed it back again to be post um, age group qualifier. Right. The original time we moved it back was because CrossFit decided within like two oh, weeks right. before the actual event to put out that Spartan race. Oh. And it was free. Oh, to that's affiliates. right. That's right. And it was free. That's it, was, right. it was free to affiliates. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of sucks. But at the same time, I also wanted to kind of push people to go and do the Spartan event. You know, right. I didn't, I didn't want to compete against CrossFit's, you know, partnership that they're building with spartan race yeah and i thought that would be a really cool experience we're not taking away an event i mean because there's already an event going on right and some teens were going to do that spartan event yeah actually a lot of teens did and i got a lot of feedback from the parents saying like hey yeah this is great you know now i i have like four other kids that we were coming to watch and spectate and now they can all participate in something so i was like okay well then but pushing it back pushing it but it just here, here, wasn't here, ideal here's a cool thing that we did too that i that Corey, i want to say we but Corey and and jamie lee did was we are we, we matched the age groups for the crossfit games mm-hmm. which is uh 16 17 15 uh 14, 14 15. 15 we have 14 15 and then six did we do 16 and above 16, 17. Yeah, 16, 17. Yeah, we followed the age groups, essentially. And and then what we did is we also included another age group, which was 11 up, 11 to 13. Yeah, the preteen division. The preteen division. And we'll continue to do that. Now, it won't be – that that will be exhibition the next time we do it. Correct. um, Because of CrossFit's limitations with respect to liability and kids. Mm. But those kids were outstanding. And so Corey brought his kids in from the – because a lot of his kids are under mm-hmm. age like 14 and stuff. Yeah. 
and they came in and competed and they're, and so we've got about 20 kids in that age group in our teen class coming, mm-hmm. um, three, four times a week. And they came in and did the competition. And there were a number of them there that really didn't want to do it. Yeah. And Corey had really sold them on doing it. Their parents had to sell them on doing mm-hmm. it. They were reluctant, but when they saw their other friends there, yeah. they got, a, they got a little bit excited about it. Yeah. And they had to do four total workouts. Four events, yeah. Four events. Now these kids will come in and they'll do a Metcon. They'll do a lift and a short Metcon. Like our CrossFit class for kids is focused mostly on the strength side of it. Mm-hmm. And then we, although Corey, though, he's starting to increase the amount of endurance. And they came in and did four events. And one of them included a barbell ladder, yep. which is intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an endurance event where they had to run and row and then bike. Yeah. Um, but the way that uh, that Jamie Lee and Pierre Zaldez set this up was made it uh, a more of a f- a, a fun, really fun event for the viewers and yeah. for the parents and the fans and the kids. Well, well, right, but the yeah. kids too. So you know, on the on the just to describe the first event, so that in so the, the the so the people that are listening can understand the first event. They started out on the rower. How far did they row? Six hundred for the ladies, for the girls, and then seven hundred for the boys. And then they got off and they ran, and they ran an eight hundred eight ish, eight hundred eight hundred meter ish run. And this is out front. We so we did the mm-hmm. rowers and the run out front. Then they came in, and their judges, you know, screaming and yelling and mm-hmm. running in. They come in and they jumped on the C two bikes. And how far did they have to go on the C2 bikes? So it was a 13-minute AMRAP. So they had to complete as many calories as possible. So right. as calories as possible on the bike. On the bike. So yes. once they got to the bike, it was the remaining time, which is roughly around like five to six minutes for most yeah. of them, um, to max out their calories. And the, the best part about that was the fact that they had to get off every 10 to 15 calories to progress a box forward. Just like at the games, when you, you know, like, you finish around, you move the chess piece forward so right. you can kind of see who's in the lead. Right. And that was really cool because you could see the races kind of going back and forth between some of them. Yeah. So they, so the fans and, the, and all of the bikes were in a line. Mm-hmm. So we had, I think there was 14, 14 most. bikes out there. And these kids all came in and they came in at different times. There's some pretty big mm-hmm. margins of difference yeah. when they got to the bikes. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no, we're going to have kind of a blowout. And then it turned into a race with everybody. And so the kids that were slow on the run came in and hammered the bike. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Eleanor in particular. Yeah. Who she came out hot to run. Yeah. She's an athlete. Yeah. And (laughs) she caught up to everybody. She smashed that bike. She beat the boys. She beat the people in the later heats. She was finished with. The, the with like a hundred calories yeah. she, she did a hundred calories with yeah about 45 seconds left yeah and it was it was just exciting to watch and they yeah. and I, the kids got into it too they realized what was happening they didn't they didn't, i don't think they understood what was going to happen mm-hmm. until they got on the bike and they made their first flip of the box and then they look and you see them looking <laughs> at all the other boxes and they realize oh i want to move my box faster than yep. the other kids yep. i think that was probably the best start of an event like the best yes. event to start with because it kind of set the example for what's what's to come going forward it was so fun that was so fun the ladder was fun as yeah. well and then the last event 
um, was okay. These kids, uh, they've done way more than they've ever done yeah. uh, with the exception of a few of the competitors, but mm-hmm. the physically CrossFit, they've done way more than they've ever done before. Overall volume and whatnot. And I was, and I literally was thinking, cause I was there helping and doing the music and the timer. I'm thinking this is too much for these kids. I literally was thinking that there's no way they're going to want to do it. Cause I knew there were some kids reluctant to be there. There's yeah. no way they're going to want to do it. Yeah. And the fir- and it starts out with an assault bike. How many calories on the assault bike? 21, 18. Yeah. 21 for the men, 18 for the ladies. And then it went to a walking lunge, dumbbell walking lunge, farmer 50, 50 lunge. feet farmer carry lunge. And then they had to pick up a med ball and run a hundred, about a hundred meters. Yeah. A little loop w- carrying the med ball and, and sprint in. And, and and if you've done it a Metcon sprint, you guys know what you know what it's like, especially if you start with the assault bike. And not just assault bike, but assault bike into a walking lunge. Yeah. <laughs> and they hammered yes. those bikes. It was awesome. Fourth workout, last workout. I it, I literally I'm waiting for an email today from some of the parents going, My Don't kid, say that. My, Don't say that. Don't my, even go there. My kid, could, my kid couldn't get out of bed on Sunday. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Mother's Day was shot. Oh, yeah, Mother's Day was shot. oh my God. But they were hammering even the kids that didn't want to be there. Yeah. That like I knew yeah. where, you know, for the team, so just, just hammering it. And it was so fun to watch. And the parents, because the parents, again, that was another visual one where you mm-hmm. could see who was coming in first with yeah. the with that med ball run. And you could see who got off the bike first to get into the lunges. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a really fun event. Very very rewarding on my my end, just just to watch it and see the right. kids have fun with it. You so know, gonna, that was the whole point. I'm gonna put a little plug in here for for progressive program PRs all day, and I'd say DM Jamie Lee if you've got a comp or teen comp that you want to program for, uh, reach out. Um, and and because that was that was ec- beautifully executed. Happy to help. Yeah um then let's jump let's go to the other end of the spectrum to the old people um and talk about um yvonne and the games the tip of the spear yeah the tip of the spear (laughs) (laughs) um at this end and so congratulations yvonne um qualifying and this was um did you did you think it was let me just we'll start with like an open-ended question did you think it was going to be as close as it was for you um, to qualify, knowing that you've already been to the games, you went to the games last year, qualified with the same group of ladies, pretty much the same group of ladies. Did you think it would be as hard and as close as it was for you? Um, I knew it was going to be hard for me because it's um, my sec. I'm in, in my second year in my age group, and I've usually been like 11th to 19th. So I knew I had to perform better than I've ever had in my second year. And um, I kind of knew it was going to be close because I, my weakness is handstand walks and handstand holds. And I knew I wasn't going to do well on that workout. And I knew I had to smash the other workouts. Which you did. And when you look at the leaderboard um, and you had one workout finished outside of the top 10 and it was the handstand hold. (laughs) <laughs> yes. But when you look at the handstand hold, everybody's got like three, five, uh, eight yeah. second. Like that, I don't know. There's, that was kind of a miss on boss's side. Yeah. So one of the specialty workouts was how long it was at at the end of a Metcon. Then mm-hmm. she had to go into a handstand hold in a four foot box and hold as long as you can. 
So what Jamie's pointing out is that the the longest someone held was 28 seconds, but that was a large gap. No one else held even close to no, her. No. Who was that uh, athlete? The, who's the one number one? That was Cheryl Boyd. Oh, yeah, that Cheryl hit Boyd. 28 seconds. Everybody yeah. else was in a very tight range. Yeah. Now, granted, that workout was half of, you know, it was, it was a 50 percent point yeah, 50, range. Yeah. yeah, 50 point range. But still, that was a uh, that was an interesting one. Yeah, I think I mean, if Boz happens to be listening or anybody can get that, something to him, that should have been just on a wall. Right. Could you imagine like oh having to do a handstand hold max? <laughs> that would have been a much better test of right. like general Endurance. stamina and being upside down in that position. Oh, yeah. So futures, future reference. <laughs> The what Yvonne was referencing is something that masters know about competing in the games. It's four, it's uh, five year age groups. Um, so you start at say 35 and then you have all the way up until the year of the end of your 39th year. Um, all the masters know, every masters knows that the first two years are kind of like your good years. And it's really remarkable because the people that come in the, you know, the kind of the, we call them the babies of the age, the babies <laughs> of the up. age group, age the up. young bucks. Yeah. The ones that age up, age up. that's your age year. Up. You know, my best years were when I was, yeah. When I aged up into the new age group and then yeah. you kind of slowly fade. And so, it, and Yvonne is, is a classic example of that. The year she goes to the games or it's usually back to back of the first two or first three years of the games. And so these new, and so every, she knows the first year is like probably her best year in terms of like confidence. And then the second year you're like, okay, there's new people aging into the group. I got new people coming in. And then what's, what's interesting is then you have people on the back end aging out. Mm-hmm. Right? So you lose right. some of the veterans and then you got new people coming in and it's a, it's an, it's an interesting dynamic. You wouldn't think within five years that there'd be that big of a difference, mm-hmm. which is fascinating to think about the like 19 to 30 years old, like Sandra, yeah. Sandra thinking yeah, yeah, about yeah. them because right. it, 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 Yvonne, you notice a difference from year to year in terms of your performance, right? Do you think you're better? You, do you think 2023 Yvonne can beat 2022 Yvonne? Um, I, I feel like, I'm healthier this year than I was last year because I was so sick last year, but I was really super light last year. I went from (laughs) 125 to 110 having COVID. And I think all the gymnastics um, things were just easier for me. And this year it's a little bit harder. So um, I think it's about the same. (laughs) Are you stronger than you were last year? Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm probably, yeah, I'm stronger. Right. Stronger. I'm just keeping my strength. I don't think I'm getting stronger (laughs) as you get older. I feel like, you're trying to hold on to that back, maintain that strength. Um, as an outsider, I feel like Jamie, that she's doing more volume than she did last year. Is that the truth? Jamie, by the way, Jamie, Lee does her programming two years in a row. Yeah. Um, Five years. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Five years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stay close. Stay close. All right. I, I would definitely say that. I mean, even last year, right? Like you were hitting all time PRs. Yes, I was right. Like yes. even at the games with the front squat. Yes, was a was a PR. Right. Yes. So like even at sixty, you're still making gains in strength right. and whatnot. And this year was more a matter of getting continuing. So that, was that, that a lifetime strength. PR that front squat at the games? Yes, it was. Wow, that's huge. And winning, think about and that. winning an event was total PR for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you had the the, the, well, the, yeah. the event win. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, no, th- this year it was definitely a matter, matter of just kind of getting those strength numbers continuing to go up, but also being able to perform at, you know, that, that intensity, that, that level of, you know, weight for volume, not just like for a maximum rep, but being able to continue to, to do that. Talk, uh, Yvonne, talk about, if you can talk about, um, your, first of all, on two levels, because this is a lot, this is going to be a lot of information, but I think it's super valuable for people to hear and people to understand, uh, masters understand, and even affiliate owners to understand about their masters athletes and then masters athletes that are going to the games. Um, talk about your typical week, like, you, and it, cause Yvonne, one, I'll tell you this, just being married to her for 30 Get it, right. Get it right. Get it right. 32 years. Um, she's Yvonne is very detailed oriented. She writes everything down. Yes. Every one of her workouts are written down. She's she's an ideal client for a coach because if the coach says it to, to it's got to be done, she will do it, even if she's in the garage doing it at night. But can you talk about your uh your typical plan for the week? Kind of give an outline of um the training days, the rest days, and then what you do on your rest days too. Um, before I use Jamie's programming, I used to work out six days a week. Um, and two of those days were Olympic lifting with no Metcon and then four days were CrossFit. And so Jamie convinced me to do five days a week with two days rest, which is way better (laughs) to having two recovery days as you get older, I think is huge. Um, typically, um, this time of the year, I'm since I'm heading into the games, I'm going to be training five days a week. Um, most, some of those days will be double days, uh, running and swimming. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll work out. Um, I don't like working out too early in the morning. Cause I, uh, do when I wake up, I do some mobility and then I head to the gym and, um, I'll train for, well, I say I train, but I, mostly nerve floss and mobilize and stretch. It's so much more prepping now that I'm older and I feel like it's about an hour of like real work. Mm -hmm. So I'm here two to three hours, an hour of real work, and then I'll go home or I'll work and I'll eat, maybe lay down and then I'll come back and and then I'll I'll have to do another warm up, uh, not so much mobility and then maybe another Metcon. Those are my double days. And then on your off days, what do you do on your rest days? And um, are you rest? Are you three on one off? Two is three on one off. She's two on three one on one off. Two on depending on the phase of the year. Like right, right now, we're going back to a Monday, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, thir- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with a Friday off, and right. then Saturday, Sunday. Um, just we're going to be putting in a lot more volume on the weekends. And just to make sure that's just a two day, and we don't over overreach, right? Um, especially with the masters crew, because it's always good time to to train with others, right? Because if I do three <clears throat> days on, one day off, three days on, then I'll miss the masters class. Yeah. So I try to always make um, Sunday my day that I'm competing with um, younger masters, and I always that's when I try to go a little bit harder on my workouts. Yeah. And then especially with the rest day to follow that. Okay. On Monday. So it's my, with the masters, it's usually my third day of training. And, um, I've, I, I like that. What about, what about the, um, getting ART massage, that stuff, (laughs) (laughs) all the body work, yeah, body work stuff. What, tell me about Um, that. So I do a lot of mobility myself. Um, not a nerve flossing. I have sciatica, so I have to nerve floss my sciatica nerve and I have a little bit of like an impingement in my neck. I have to nerve floss, but 
but I see Dr. Mori every Wednesday and she spends about an hour on me, not just herself, but her and her team. Um, they do cupping and scraping and flossing and she adjusts my back and my neck. And then I try to uh, do acupuncture and massage once a month, but I've noticed that I've benefited a lot from the massage and um, I've been booking it like every other week now. Wow. Okay. Dale King asks real quick. Um, what are your current numbers on your lifts? You current what? That. Your current lifts. So question from the oh. Portsmouth. Now Dale is, uh, by the way, Dale, yes. Dale, Dale, King. Dale, Dale King, Dale King, for those of you that don't know, he owns an affiliate in Portsmouth, Ohio, which is uh, ground zero for the opioid epidemic. And he also owns Doc Spartan, which is our primary sponsor here um, on our podcast. And, and he's good. He's a very good friend of mine. Cool dude. Um, so he wants to know your lifts. Oh, my lifts? Yeah. Like, lifts. think of like your deadlift. What are your totals? Squat. Oh, my total? Yeah. Oh, what my total? Well, look well, at last, my record for last year in the I was, qualifier. I was say, last <laughs> What's year? Your deadlift? I think it was two, 245 was my max deadlift. And that was actually a, I think that was a max for me. That was an all-time um, PR for It's that all-time PR. And then um, my weakness, of course, is back squat because of my sciatica. But I, I think I got 185. Mm -hmm. um, and then on my strict press, I got no rep twice by Jamie because <laughs> my heel came off the ground. And I think I, I made my second lift. Um, yeah. I can't remember it was what your, it was. It was your second lift. Yeah. I can't remember second, the It was maybe either. 80. I'm and not what, sure. And what's your max snatch and max clean and jerk? Um. My max uh, squat snatch is 95, and my I can hit 133 right now, but my all-time high in my clean and jerk, we had an open workout where we had to do a Metcon, and we had to do a max clean and jerk, and I hit 145 and a <laughs> after a Metcon. Yeah. And your max so, clean is, is that your, the, 135. 135. Well, in the max clean, what did I get just now? One in the um, that was a, uh, in the uh, qualifier. I think I got 147. Yes, yeah, 147. Yes, just for the 147. Clean. Yeah, power clean too. Right? And my thing is, I know when I get towards the end of a max, I can only go up two and a half pounds, and I got greedy, and I think I went up five, yeah. and I deserve that. I know that about myself. <laughs> um. Yeah, that so uh, <laughs> he just said you motivated the shit out of everybody, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. Yeah. Um, you know, that was one of the things I remember last year when we got together before, like even training through the season was one of your goals was hitting a, a deadlift PR. Yeah, I was. and I think, that was a great way to end the yeah. end I, that out or hit I, that I, off. I think a lot of people, too, will say, well, that's cool, you know, because as an affiliate owner, she gets to train full time. And I and I guess I the thing I want to make sure everybody knows about Yvonne, she is type A. She also has a full-time job um, doing the bookkeeping, finance, and she manages our front desk staff and the pro shop and all the inventory that comes in. And at Diablo, um, with the traffic that we have, you know, we have 150 people that come in here a day. That's a, that's a, that's a, a monumental task. She has on one of her off days, she does the books and all the finances. I stay clear on that day. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so she's got that. And then we, you know, we have a daughter. She's a now 19 year old daughter who is, who we've uh, uh, coddled 
um, over coddled ridiculously so that we we end up having to do a lot to keep her going <laughs> well having to go through like with the homeschooling that's a lot yeah that's another job in itself homeschooling right? and all of that but um our daughter's amazing but we do spoil the hell out of her and so yvonne takes care of her um as well and then she cooks for the family she makes you you're sure you're fed too right yes but i i let me, at, at, at this point at this point i should say that i do take she care of the dogs and walk the dogs every, <laughs> what did she do this morning <laughs> oh she had to, he walks the dogs i pick up the poop <laughs> so you get the exercise benefit she gets to clean it up good, and good then job. sundays is uh this is the thing on sundays so sundays is a great example so just to give you an idea of what yvonne's like so on sundays uh we get up and we come here for the master's a class, the Masters RX Plus class, and I coach that class, and and I do the class. I kind of it's it's more of a throwdown than it is an actual class. And then we go to breakfast afterwards, and then I go home and take a nap. <laughs> and Yvonne, I clean house. Yvonne, put, Yvonne puts the belt on, cleans house, changes seats on the beds, and then half the time I'll look, I'll say to Alana, my daughter, "Where's mom?" And she'll go, "She's out back." I look out back, and she's up like doing landscaping oh, up shit. on the backyard on Sunday. Yes, sir, this is extra volume. I should know about. Oh yeah, dude, I <laughs> yeah. can tell you right now. Um, but related to all of this, um, how how do, how's your sleep, and how important is your sleep to you? Um. Well, question. since I've been wearing a whoop, it t tells me all the time I'm I don't sleep enough, and I'm literally I feel like I'm sleeping seven to eight hours a night and it's saying you only slept six hours. And I'm like, damn, I get so <laughs> mad. I'm like, I know I slept seven to eight hours. So we have a, an eight, eight sleep, which I go to that and check mm. the double check that. And that says I'm getting quality sleep. So I'm like, okay. So, so um, the eight sleep is the uh, cooling pad on the mattress that, uh, that cools the bed down at night. And, and it also tracks your, uh, all your biomarkers. I was going to say, does it track like movements and stuff like that? Or it does. It yeah. just tracks movement and uh, what type of sleep you're getting the entire time you're in bed. Yeah. And during competition season, because I've been snoring, I've been, uh, I've been, <laughs> I've been banned. From... I was going to say, do you have to sleep on the couch? Sometimes? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Man. <laughs> because so apparently I've been snoring a lot. Well, he was she snoring. And I try so hard to sleep on my back. It's so important yeah. for, especially when you're a master's athlete, sleep on your back. Don't sleep on your side. You, your shoulder will hurt when you wake up. Your back will hurt. So he was snoring and I was sleeping on this side. And I was like, why is this side hurting? <laughs> and it's because I was sleeping on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Twitter. Craig. Yeah. So. And it's funny because the, the guy that does my massage and Maury, they, they noticed that. Like, what have you been doing? Like, I went and had a massage on Friday, and the guy goes, "What is wrong with your lats? Have you?" He goes, "Honestly, have you been working on your lats?" And I go, "I've been rolling it, but I haven't been putting like a lacrosse ball." I go, "Oh, it's my coach. She's giving me so much lat workout. Yeah. <laughs> it means I have to pay more attention to my lats." So, <laughs> yep, um, Yvonne, this is your seventh CrossFit Games and your sixth time as a master's athlete so she went in 2017 and 2018 um she qualified oh, wait, she went in 2012 12. as a master and 2013 as a master then again at the top of her age group again 2017 2018 and then 2022 last year when she turned 60 and then again this year she qualified and prior to that uh yvonne was uh um competed on a team um 
and that was in the, the Romans. days. Yeah. And you could see her. She's, uh, if you could see my mouse, but anyway, that's her down in the lower, lower portion of his eight person teams down at Aromas at the ranch in Aromas. It was fun. Was, as it, a, was it a full eight person event? Um, yeah. It, well, I mean, they, I think they they had six of us working and two were like we could as we could alternates. Pick, as oh, yeah, alternates. Oh, yeah. You could alternate. But you in. could sub in and out depending yeah. on the event. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, depending on the event. That would have been cool. The one thing I remember about going there is that's when they changed the wall ball targets for women to nine feet instead of eight. It was a big deal. And I remember CrossFit interviewed all of us. Um, about that but i remember doing the wall balls and i remember being on a slant it was slanted this Be, way because so of the, i feel like it was more than nine more than nine feet i felt like it's like nine and a half feet but i just remember that that doing the wall balls um that it was it was really hard <laughs> huh? now we're doing 10 feet 11 feet yeah. <laughs> how much and with a heavier ball sometimes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You this one here, by the way. Oh, her, you got to show me my show. Do you have that deadlift picture of yeah, me? Uh, I don't, I, my hair all I could probably find it, but the uh, <laughs> from I this think, year, yeah, I actually do think I have. Nicole Carroll was judging me on this, and this is right before um, I went. Uh, I had, my shoulders were hurting, and my doctor told me I had shoulder impingement. Um, so Nicole Carroll was judging me on that. And she goes, just jerk it. And I think I was strict pressing it. Oh, yeah, pressing did, yeah. it. And she was saying, jerk it, jerk it. <laughs> yeah. She's white lipped here, which means she's like gone to like, she's into that death zone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do have the, uh, there it is right here. It's yeah. the, the second row fourth oh, from the, okay. yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are your hands inside of your feet here? I, I don't know. What but is happening? <laughs> I remember that the deadlift weight was 125, which is super light now, yeah. but I remember it like being heavy. Um, I remember it being really heavy. Yeah. We tried to do them all unbroken. And um, do you feel like uh, 2000? So, how old were you here? How this was 2049? Were you 49? 48 or 49. Yeah, 48. Do you feel like you're fitter than you were then? Now? Yeah. Could, well, could, absolutely. Could... I'm struggling with 25 pounds. <laughs> dumbbell, <laughs> dumbbell push street press or push press. And oh, now I can yeah. do a lot heavier. And, and so <laughs> I think you can put a quantified and 125 number to deadlift. I, I mean, yeah. I could rep out. Yeah, you do that in 155. Cons. So think about in that and look at her physique then, and which is really, I think this is really fascinating for masters, right? Cause Yvonne was, you know, Yvonne and I have known each other a lot of years, you know, I don't know, almost probably four, almost 40 years, but, but we've always been into fitness. You know, we met, we met in a freaking gym and, and so we've always worked out, you know, it was bodybuilding at one point. Mm -hmm. I did triathlons for a while and, and Yvonne, Yvonne was, did aerobics early on and then got into weightlifting. And when, when she started CrossFit, she adapted really quickly, but she was doing a lot of strength training and bodybuilding training. She had a big back squat back then. But you think about that, like she was struggling with weights mm -hmm. at 48 years old that she had been doing, she'd been doing fitness. Like she, like there was not like, there wasn't something there. And today at 61, she's stronger and moves better. Yeah. So in that, you know, like, how many years is this 20 i guess is that uh, no it's 12 15 years 12 13 years the progress that she's made from 40 like i think a, it kind of defies what what conventional wisdom is yep. about starting late 
Yeah. And she's starting True. late as an athlete. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think, well, maybe, you know, you probably can't, you know, oh, if you're fit, you're not going to get much fitter. You're not going to get stronger. But again, she's already, she's still PRing. Mm -hmm. She's moving better. And, you know, I, you know, I think there's even things that she could probably do to, um, to, 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 to get even better from here. Yeah. That's one of the things we've been working on is, I mean, like you said, you've had a, a huge foundation to build upon. Right. And, really one of the things that we've really tried to focus on is correcting certain imbalances just so then Hopefully. the performance works out better. Right. Because there's lacking of compensations happening. What, what Yvonne, knowing what you know now about, and we didn't even talk nutrition we should, and we should get, I do want to get into mm -hmm. nutrition yeah, a little bit too, but knowing what you know now about competing um, the games and competing at the high level and training, what would you have, what would you tell yourself, uh, um, that, what would you tell that Yvonne, the, the 48 year old Yvonne to do, um, differently or, you know, or what advice would you give that Yvonne with respect to training in the future? Um, I'm talking to myself now as if I was 48, you're saying, yeah. um, so <laughs> back in the day when we started CrossFit, we'd come to class and the workout of the day would be a 500 meter row. And that was it. Yeah. Like, and now that's our warm up. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, I probably, I would probably start with a startup <laughs> because I never did a startup with yeah. our gym. We didn't have startups. Yeah. yeah. And so I just jumped into class and the first time I picked up a barbell, I did overhead squats. I tore my shoulder and I didn't know it. Right. And we, at that time we didn't coach, we didn't coach proper how to pick up the barbell and we just put it over our head. And I remember it was, uh, I think it was, I had a, I had a 33 pound bar and I put fives on it and that's when I tore it and I didn't know I tore it. And it got worse and worse and worse. And my and I went to see my doctor and got an MRI because you have a torn, you have a torn labrum and you have to get a fix. And I'm never going to give you a cortisone shot. He goes, you are basically going to get weaker and weaker and you're not going to be able to hold a barbell over your head. And when you're 80 years old and you don't get a fix, you're not, you can't hold your purse. And I went to um, a friend's party and her mother was standing there with her purse and she had her arm holding her purse in her arm to her side. I go, what's wrong with your grandma? She goes, well, she tore her shoulder a long time ago <laughs> and she literally like couldn't hold her purse. And I'm like, I got to get a fix. That's a, a glimpse into the future. So in yeah. 2011, um, we did the open and Craig qualified for the games and I missed it by, by a little bit. And he told me, you miss going to the games on three reps on the overhead squat workout. You would have made it. And I literally got on the phone and I called my doctor and I said, you have to repair my shoulder. And so I got surgery. That was the open. I had surgery in June. And then the next uh, February, March, I qualified for the games and I was shocked because I'm still recovering from shoulder surgery. Yeah. Um, so old Yvonne to young Yvonne, um, learn the movements first, um, do a startup, get some PTs. If you're doing crappy form, get help. That would be my advice to uh, a 48 year old Yvonne. Yeah, that's good advice. <laughs> Um, the, uh, so I, I, I mean, it's just that, that whole process of learning and, and becoming efficient. I think we want to, I think it's harder for athletes to come into CrossFit P people that are, and I, 
I want to say like Angela and Carrie, like mm -hmm. the, who are our members and they're super fit and they were yeah. doing, they're doing Spartan races, everything else. And they came in and they want to, they are as fit. If you measure it on like a VO two level, maybe mm -hmm. more fit than a lot of our members aerobically. Yeah. Aerobically. And so they want to hang with those members and then the, there's a tendency to, um, do more than they should in certain movements and and it and that i think is that self-discipline but then it's also important i think for coaches and affiliate owners to recognize that and and deliver to them a path and that path is learning the proper movements that make them more efficient and figuring out where the deficiencies that might be holding you back from right the yeah, yeah for and especially from a, a third person point yeah. of view like someone looking at you yeah. not just you filming yeah. yourself and going oh i could do this better no you need Someone like Jamie or well, like she said, like there was no real heavy detailed instruction as far as like how, what position, right. what what are the things to think about and focus on, what's the goal for it? And we can build it from there. We, we you know, we do things like we'll we'll get a few few we get a few movements down. Like I think about muscle ups myself. Like I could do a few and I in a workout, I could squeeze a few out and then I, but I don't practice them. I'm get yeah. more efficient at them. And yeah. then they show up at the games or in competition or even qualifying. And then you get hammered. Yeah. And then you just get pissed off and get frustrated. Exposed. Yeah. You get exposed and CrossFit will expose you. CrossFit <laughs> exposed me this year. I think that's the whole intention. Right? Handstand pushups. Right. What do what, what did you get exposed on? Oh my God. The strict handstand pushups. So <laughs> It, we, CrossFit has always given us that with a five inch riser. And usually when I practice um, Jamie programs that for me, I have a four to five inch riser, but this year it was a two inch riser um, Yeah, and I tried it and I didn't get any. So that was for the, that was the quarterfinal <laughs> workout. That was quarterfinal. And Yvonne's yeah. trying to make the top 30. Mm-hmm. And we came in and that workout, it was a, it was an AMRAP. It was an AMRAP starting 10 with minute a handstand. Am, yeah. 10 minute AMRAP starting with handstands and then went into box jumps and then GHT sit-ups. Yeah. And she had to do uh, six, six, six handstand pushups. Yes. Strict handstand pushups. Yeah. And, and I'm doing the workout that day too. So I'm a little bit panicked. Um, I, mine was absolutely futile. And Yvonne was there. And she and I, because I was there and I was watching her. I wasn't really helping, other than just you know, because I, well, I, what could I do? Yeah. <laughs> she's kicking up into handstand push-up, and then she's she's not able to get it from that riser. And I thought, oh crap! Like Yvonne, like she she had she killed the first workouts, mm -hmm. and then that workout, you know, I'm like, okay, she can't take his. I knew she couldn't take a zero, and I knew this is an important year for her, right? Because Yvonne's got some big goals for this year. And I think I talked to Jamie or go, go see, go. I remember very vividly walking around the corner and seeing you guys. Yes. In the talking. corner. And I was like, oh, yeah. what's going on? Over <laughs> here? Yeah. And so, so get, so get this. So, so, so Jamie talks to Yvonne, coaches Yvonne, and you can talk about what you did for her in a second. Um, and, and then we go out on the floor and then I see her get one, like struggle and get a couple. I'm like, okay, good. Cause she just needs to get on the board. And then she goes out and does the workout. And how many rounds did you do? Um, I think I plus. was into my third. It was trying to get uh, through my third round of, right. of strict handstand push-ups. Right. Which, so she got like 14 to, or 16, yeah, like, like 16, 16 or strict handstand push-ups. And in the warm-up, honest to God, everyone, she could not do them. 
like she could come off, she get a little motion. So what was the, so I was encouraged by, by the way, just side, side note on that one. I was really encouraged. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, if Yvonne did it and she couldn't do it, <laughs> we should have spent some time together. Before. <laughs> you would have made it to the games. <laughs> maybe, maybe the magic's going to happen to me. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't. I got, I, I got zero handstand pushups. But anyway, what'd you do with her that got her there? Well, first of all, I knew her capacity. Right. I mean, having coached you for the years that we have and, and what we've done in the training and just how she gives me feedback, I knew the capacity is there. And watching and observing it, this kind of comes back down to having a coach's you know, eye on you. Um, you kind of see some of the just the small little details as far as like hand placement. Right. Hand placement, body awareness, you know, how are we staying recruited and engaged to this position? So we're not going to a broken, overextended press out. And so we spent like, what, 25, 30 minutes just basically practicing and working from the, the negative aspect into the, the press, like lowering down and just working on like, where is that head placement? Are we going into a place that we're going to be able to press out of? Because what was happening was you would just come down a little kind of fast. And then when you went to go to press, you weren't in a position to maintain that stability through the midline to press all the way out. So we spent some time just kind of, you know, minimizing the press out, but really focusing more on the eccentric component to get into position where we're not going down too slow and using up too much energy. Right. Um, and at the same time, really kind of dialing in that engagement. So when she went to press out, she wouldn't come out off the wall. Because she would press out, and then that broken, come off, that yeah. broken, broken midline, she'd right. fall off the wall, and that would be a no rep. So we kind of really honed in on that. And as we were going through the workout, I would give her that cue, like, hey, feet together, feet together. And that brought everything else back together. Right. Feet together and squeeze your butt. It's yeah. always about squeezing your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't say that enough. Like, yeah. That engaging your pelvic floor is kind of like the foundation of engaging the rest of your core. We had a gymnastics coach here that he just he criticized everybody for not. And he says, yeah. as, as we get older as adults, kids are, are better at it. Yeah. And adults. Well, I have a theory on that. Yeah. We spend so much fucking time in a seated, yeah, position, seated yeah. position, whether you're in classroom as a student, whether you're driving and commuting to your office where you're going to be yeah. sitting in a desk for so long. And when your hip flexors become so tight and formed to that shape, you're, you're going to lose engagement. It's like the whole pulley system, right? It's all length and tension. And if you've got too much tension in the anterior part, like the hip flexors, that posterior part is going to have too much length. The, the other thing, too, is the mental awareness. It's hard to, and I know for me, it's hard to think, what, squeeze my, how is squeezing my butt going to help me get a kipping pull up? Like, like yeah. I know I got a kip, but how is staying tight through the core yeah. going to help me do better at butterfly pulls? How is squeezing through the core going to help me do better at, at, uh, at double unders? Like, what? Come on. Mm. And but as soon as I start to relax and get a little lazy, like we did crossovers on oh my Sunday, God, yeah. as soon as I relax and got lazy through the core, boom, I started missing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I thought about it, re-engage re and jump yeah. higher, boom, nailed them. The it, it's really interesting to think about like with a handstand push up. And Yvonne, you could tell like a, a light went on. I, I saw it in the workout, like a light went on for her. Like all of a sudden, boom, she kind of, she, she knew she had it. Like her confidence went up. She physics, you know, and it's all, and it's, it's not like getting a lift. It's mm -hmm. like getting double unders Yeah, where you get all, once she got the feel for it, she's like, oh, 
I got, like she knew what to turn on and yeah. do. And then it's and then almost it like, the, it's like the difference between a physiological and neurological adaptation, right? right? The physiological is like, do you have the ability, like the strength to actually engage? And then the neurological is like remembering to do that, right? right? Putting body, mind coordination together to tie it together. It was, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It was cool. In the, uh, a, a couple more workout things I wanted to talk about in this podcast, and we're going to go, we're going to go a little bit long people, but, uh, cause I do want to talk about the nutrition stuff too, but a couple of, uh, workout moments that were interesting for Yvonne. One was the last workout, um, in the semifinal. So it goes from 30 athletes and then you're competing against 30 athletes to down to the final 10 and these 30 athletes that you're competing are legit with they're legit right yeah. those ladies yeah. yvonne's competed with them for years probably almost all 30 of them and it, she knows they're legit and it's 30 in the world yeah yeah right. that's right it's 30 in it's the world. not just right. in the states it's no. not right. in california it's worldwide and 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 i that was the point i wanted to make earlier that i forgot is that those 30 women are doing what yvonne's doing yeah they're not going to class and just happen to be fit yeah like back in the day when you know, when I was competing in show in, up in, in, in at the higher levels the, where we were comp- playing hard, training hard and then working on our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But we weren't doing the nutrition. We weren't focusing, you know, taking genuine rest days. We weren't doing the mobility recovery where like, it just wasn't as significant as it is now. These guys all have private coaches. They're all getting dedicated coaches. It's legit. And so in that, um, she, her last workout we knew it had last to be semi workout. Yeah, yeah, last semi final okay. workout to qualify to go to the games. We knew that it she had to do a, a, a pretty damn good job mm-hmm. because of where her ranking was. Um, and because primarily because of the well, hand, you had to do a handstand hold, damn right? Good job, just in general, because, you know, well, because top ten, well, right? top ten, but also we knew the t- the handstand hold was going to hurt her. Yeah, she did a good job on the first part of that workout, mm-hmm. which clean deadlifts yeah. or deadlifts cleans and the shoulder over. Yeah. We knew she was, she had a pretty she was going to have a pretty decent score there. Yeah, she finished. But we were worried about how that handstand hold was going to punish her, so we knew she had to crush that last workout. And that last workout um, was started out with twenty burpee bu- burpee box jump overs, which are just I I just freaking hate those things it's a nice little warm-up yeah but yeah. the men got the 20 inch box yeah. oh like, yeah this what? yeah in the 60 yeah in the 60 plus the men got to so it's the same same height box Yvonne. yeah so she does those and then you go into uh goblet hold step ups yep. with a kettlebell it's first time 35 ke- pound yeah. kettlebell too yeah first time kettlebell been used in this level of competition she's holding that kettlebell up and and alessandra did it um, she did it with a 53 pound kettlebell and she said it was awkward mm-hmm. and really demanding, way more demanding. Cole did it too. One of yeah. our RX plus athletes did it. So Alessandra Pacelli did it and she said it was brutal. Yeah. And then we had Gwen do it too. And Gwen was like, holy crap. Cause you just, you can't, it's not like a dumbbell where a dumbbell, you, you're constantly under tension. Yeah. You're constantly under tension. So she did that. You do 20 of those. And then when you're done with those, you go do two rope climbs, come back and you, Two rounds of that. Yeah, two you do two of rounds of that, that combination where it's the goblet step-ups and then the rope climbs. Then it switches to goblet squats. And it's so it's 20 goblet squats, which go a little which faster. Is a little easier, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit easier. Yeah. And then she has to do legless. Legless rope climbs. Two legless rope climbs to a 12-foot target. And then two rounds of that. And two rounds of that. She got one legless rope climb, came down. And then she was feeling really good and she <laughs> super confident. 
and she went up and she knew what she had to do. She had to get Jamie Lee was her Jamie Lee's her coach, but he was also her judge, and he's a hard ass as a judge because we, you know, I was filming and Kim was back there with me. We were like, that looked good to us. That looked good to us. And he no repped her on the second rope climb. And then she wanted to hurry up and get it done. And she kept trying, kept trying, and she timed out. That was a, had a 20 minute 15. time, 15 minute time, 15 minute cap. 15 minutes. took what, cap. like four or five attempts on that? Yes. That. That was it? I felt row. like it was like 10 because <laughs> I was bleeding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, you slid down the rope and yeah. as you're sliding down the rope, I'm just. Oh, and man, I could that see painful. that we could see it. We like I'd kiss Jamie's yeah. eye and then I and I'd look at Yvonne and I just saw the look on her face. I know the look on her face was it was it was, it was she was mad as hell, but yeah. also like really deeply devastated. Like yeah. she was really upset because she knew possibly that her trip to the games was over as a result yep. of that. And so, by the way, this was Sunday. The workouts due. The scores due. You started this event at 11 o'clock. 11, yeah, 11 uh, o'clock. And the workouts due by noon. She had to submit her score by noon. Yeah. Um, so that she was done at 11.15. We called it. And we didn't kind of know what to do. Like, I didn't even think about you know, redoing. I was just like, okay, what? Like, maybe we just take a chance, mm-hmm. right? And submit that score. And then I look up at the clock. I'm like, well, wait a minute. She can rest 15, 20 minutes and give it another attempt. And since she's she has a, a big goal this year of making it to the games and doing really well at the games, she wants to, this to be her best performance ever at the games. Um, we, I figured if that's her goal, she has to redo it. Yeah. Like you, you you've you got to at least try, mm-hmm. and then you can always call it part way yeah. if if she's dying. The the, the Penalty for error of redoing it is nothing. Right. Now, if you put me in her shoes and you'd come <laughs> up to me and said, hey, you need to redo this. I'd like, nope, I'll, I'm going to take a chance That's with it. the score I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Fuck this. I'm, I'm out. I quit CrossFit. <laughs> but Yvonne's not that type of person. She's like, she just like, and when Jamie Lee says again, he's, you know, as her coach, like, you know, he goes, so you got to redo it. She's like, okay, I'll redo it. And she waited. With no question. Just, yeah, not even a hesitation. Okay. He, not a hesitation. Because in her, I think in her mind too, you knew you felt like you could do it, right? Yeah, I felt like, yeah, I, and I kept questioning, am I, am I just fatter this year? Like, because yeah. last year I was so light, and I'm like, I did eight rope legless last yeah. year, and I'm like, what is going on? And I and I realized what was going on in halfway through um, the redo. Yeah, is that it? T- the the holding that kettlebell taxed your lats really bad and um you didn't that was not a sprint workout like i'm yeah, and i felt yeah. like you know looking at it you're thinking i'm going to do everything i'm broken yeah and it was not about sprinting it was being able just to do the legless rope climbs and i don't think i've ever done two in a row and um and i should have rested longer it was not about a sprint it was just doing the workout and then I also thought, well, maybe I should have did that one first before the event three. You know, mm. and you do these things and you learn, and that's how you become a better athlete. I think one so, of the biggest things that we learned in that that scenario too was we switched ropes. We switched rope. Yes. We, so the, the original, <laughs> like the last biggest. year, you smashed the legless rope climb <laughs> in this one rope climb station, and I mean, what? 12 different ropes removed from that <laughs> that particular rope that year yeah. just because we rotate them and we've been going through ropes a lot lately and and um i think that rope was a relatively new one yeah and, and the newer the newer ropes when you get new order new climbing ropes they're they they're a little wound up yeah they're yeah. wound up and they and there's a little a little bit slicker yeah and so well, when you when an athlete gets on them they stretch yes and the and the difficulty with that is when it stretches you twist because yeah. it as a rope stretches it turns and it so she's twists. moving yeah 
But also what what I what I noticed just from watching on the second round when you would redid it, the first one every time she would kip and pull, it was like your 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 hand was like just hand over hand. Yes. But right. when she went to the older rope that was a little bit more used and stretched out, your pulls were yeah, like she, she grab four much times more efficient. Yeah, yeah. Um. So just with that in mind, you know, like you said, we're always constantly learning in these scenarios as you know. And, and older, no, exactly and older, where you're gonna older go. and older used rope, rope. is yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched Alessandra do it though. To Yvonne's point, I watched Alessandra do it the day before, and she she was taking long breaks mm. between the, the, the rope climbs, yeah, like the rope this. climbs. And Beth uh, Stankovic, who's on yeah, our team this year, she said to me, "Wow, Yvonne went faster on that second rope climb than I would have." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bess, uh, you know, a 30, 33 year old athlete, she's a badass. But anyway, I, um, so she redid it. And, you know, if you couldn't tell, she obviously, she did better. She got, she, she was slower, which Kim and I, we were mm. watching the cameras and we were a little bit worried about that. Yeah. Um, that, that because she was slower, like, oh no. Slower tie break time. Yeah. Slower tie, tie break, break time. time. Yeah. But when she got to the, when she did her regular rope climbs, I'm like, ooh, her first legless rope climb was like oh okay here yeah. we go she did first <laughs> we're back yeah, at it right here back at it and she got through that one then she got back through the mm -hmm. then she did the goblet squats the goblets, yeah and then she went back up and got a third Another rope one. climb and then and then that was the yeah. that was her score but yeah. significantly better score because she got the 20 goblet mm -hmm. squats plus two extra rope climbs in her score and then she saved herself from a lot of damage in the scoring yeah. system yeah. And I mean, that's just a huge testament to you and just being able to overcome adversity like that. And, you know, when we go into the games, there's so much stuff that's outside yeah. of our control. I mean, having experienced it last year and previous years, but like having that stuff out of your control and being able to go out and redo it 15 minutes after doing well, it. Well, so then part two is truly inspiring. The part that, that a lot of people don't, and people don't know on the podcast is Yvonne also. So on, I don't know what it was like Monday morning or Tuesday morning, she got an email saying, um with your a video for the um that was that in the that was that was quarter, quarters, that was quarter so this year was all about redos yeah <laughs> and, and it, and i had to redo an open workout because um right. talking about strict handstand push-ups and handstand push-ups you have to find the right mat or floor to do it like yeah. i realized that when i was doing the open workout with the handstand push-ups i'm like what is wrong with me and i realized i used a different mat and it's too squishy yeah. I got to have something just stiff, but protect my head a little bit. And they always say, you know, as you get older, maybe you should do something more squishy, but that's not the case for me. So I redid that open workout. And my coach, Jamie tells me, you don't need to redo it. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be top 10%. But I was so mad. I had to redo that open work and I smashed that workout. Yeah. And then in the quarterfinals, um, I forgot to uh, measure my bench press weight, which was 95 pounds. You forgot to show it in I the had to, video. In the video. I forgot to show it in the video. It was funny because my five-pound plates were turned the other way. And I said, well, I'll just Our turn game. it around when I film it. And I totally forgot. Yeah. So I got an email from CrossFit saying that um, you have to uh, submit a video showing the weight of the bench press. And I read it about 10 times. <laughs> And um, redid the workout. And I had submitted another video of me showing the capacity that I could do that workout um, from the score that I submitted in the, in the quarterfinal. Yeah. 
So which and she actually did. She better. went faster. Of course, I did better because faster. it's uh, I, I'm fresh. Yeah, and I didn't have to do like yeah. three workouts in 48 hours for that. So I knew right. I'd probably do better on that one. And from then on, we've stuck with two cameras. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. From that point. Yeah. So two if you're cameras. a masters athlete and you're competing in quarterfinals, have two cameras. Yeah. So you, they don't, I listen to that poor team. If you're any athlete that's trying to no, compete, well, to it is. Games, but but, but newer athletes like like that poor team that came yeah. came to our competition. You know, she got. Um, from CrossFit Pleasanton, she she is wad proof. She would admit, yeah, she's wad proof, and it, and it video hiccuped. Oh no! Yeah, and so she submitted the video, and it had like, and it was wad proof. Admitted yeah. that they had an issue. James Newberry had the same issue, Shit. and they they declined her she video. Got the same she got the email, and she got the same email of CrossFit saying submit a video within twenty four hours. Well, her mom interpreted that as that same video. find a that same video, the version of the same <laughs> video, instead of redoing the workout. So they they didn't submit a video a new video within 24 hours and she got and she didn't make the semifinals and we knew that because Payam had this with Payam right that's that's what I uh, I thought I'm like always go by what you feel in your heart like they're they're telling they're basically telling me to redo the workout but they're not saying it so in my heart I'm like they're telling me to redo the workout yes and same thing with Payam what Payam experienced I'm like they're just wants me they want me to show that I could do the capacity of that yeah with with all the official measurements and all the official so there's no question around it at all. Yeah. Um, last, the last part, the last thing I wanted to talk about because Yvonne is a um, huge disciplinarian with the, and she is the Howard family chef, <laughs> um, but she's a huge disciplinarian with her with her nutrition or diet. Um, what do you think about when you're when you're quote meal prepping? for the week? What are you thinking about in terms of your? Do you have like guidelines for your own protein intake and carbohydrate intake, or are you just kind of winging it? Um, I'm kind of winging it. Um, The only thing is I try to not eat a lot of meat. I don't won't eat seven days of meat. I'll eat two days of meat and one chicken Turkey because a couple of years ago I had some stomach pain and I went to the hospital and they told me I have sludge in my gallbladder and that's, they just said it's from a lot of fat. So I had to cut back on my nut butters and I just cut back on my red meat. So I just try to have a little bit more chicken and we're actually eating salmon now, which I never, oh, I never used to like fish, but I'm enjoying eating salmon. Um, So I meal, I actually, that's when I do my meal prep is in the morning. I'm too tired at night to cook. So I do all my meal preps um, in the morning and I try to make um, eight to 10 meals. So it lasts, uh, so Craig has... So we have meals for two days <laughs> and literally like today, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to be eating on Thursday. So I'm four days ahead when I meal plan. I try to have like, I always have meat in the fridge. I don't like frozen meat. Um, um, I don't like that. I like fresh meat. I try to buy grass fed or organic. And um, I used to, I, I blame this on Craig because he, his doctors wanted to put him on st- Statins when we first started CrossFit. So we went 100% paleo. I lost a ton of weight. Yeah. All the gains. <laughs> a ton yeah. of weight. And then um, I was bonking on my workouts. And so I realized I got to add carbs. So I can have a little bit of white rice and I have sweet potatoes every single day um, in the morning in my oatmeal. And I'm eating oatmeal. I never used to eat oatmeal, but 
Um, my problem is, is I don't want to eat. I'm like, I, I, I just, I'm not a big eater, but I've learned that I have to eat because when I eat the next day, I feel amazing. How, how much uh, protein do you supplement with on a daily basis? So it's protein supplements. Um, so I have, um, a scoop of whey protein in the morning with my oatmeal. And then if I have a double day and I feel like I'm like that workout kicked my ass, I'll have another scoop of protein right after. So 20 to 40 grams of protein. And then I have, (laughs) so that the oatmeal sweet potato thing I have in the morning. And then I come to the gym and I like to train at one o'clock, but I can't eat a big lunch. So I'll have a peanut butter sandwich, (laughs) (laughs) a gluten-free peanut butter. I find that, um, I, I can eat that. I can train with that. Um, and it doesn't upset, you know, I don't feel like I'm bloated. Um, and then I'll have my lunch right after I work out and then I'll have a dinner. I try to have my dinner before 8 PM. I feel like if I eat past 8 PM, I don't, in my whoop, I don't recover as well. And I think I'm, cause I'm sleeping and digesting my food instead of recovering. Yeah. She's- and vegetables. I notice if I eat a whole bag of vegetables the next day, I feel amazing. So how much of this carries over and is consistent when you are in competition? This is everything to me. If I have one thing that's bad, I bonk. Like I, I know my body. I, if I go to a restaurant, like going to I literally like going to a barbecue <laughs> and not yeah. knowing what the food I, I could feel it. Like, I think the restaurant we went to, um, I think I, I, when I have MSG, I feel like I smoked a joint. I feel like, oh, I'm like, oh, spacey. And I felt like crap mm. when I ate, um, when we had that barbecue and I bonked on a workout um, the next day. So I, I like to eat my own food or if we go to dinner or we go to breakfast, I go to the same place because I know <laughs> it's going to make me feel okay. And we have about three restaurants that we eat at. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, one like two of them, two of them are like Rome Burger and the Habit. Yeah, because those, those, those are both clean. And she has, yeah. a, and it's not like going to Rome Burger or the Habit and getting like a burger. Yvonne goes to Rome Burger and gets the market salad and then gets yeah. the patty on the top with no bread. So well, it's good to kind of work out a lot of that stuff. In, yeah, in detail before game time. Yeah, she's very very disciplined, and as a result, like like I ride the wake. Um, <laughs> so people go, yeah, you eat clean. Yeah, I eat clean. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because that's all there is. <laughs> you have no other options. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mentioned to you about, uh, I say it was Craig's fault because we ate paleo. Um, so, and then he got, he didn't have to take the stand. So we kind of went back to eating a little other stuff and I felt it. Like, yeah. I feel like, cause I ate so clean. Yeah. My body does not, will not take any crap anymore. Yeah. It, that is one thing I notice about aging. Um, that is maybe it's a benefit and maybe that's something that's definitely something I would have told my younger self is to, to eat better. But as you age, you just can't, and if, if you're able to eat terrible food, it's because you've conditioned your body to yeah. get there. Because once you start eating clean when you're older, if you don't, man, like instantly Yvonne says, like, I don't sleep as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or or I feel it. I do. I feel it in Metcon, mm-hmm. like all like especially Metcons. Lifting, maybe not so much, but Metcons, you just you get halfway through Metcon, you just like oh, and then you instantly start thinking, what did I have to eat yesterday? Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, being you know a high performance athlete, you know it's like you have to acknowledge. Yeah, you Something's do. off, yep. and it's important. Somebody yeah. that's not training or competing at that level 
probably doesn't care. That's why they eat crap. That's right. Well, cool. Um, this was a good discussion. Yeah. Any other, Jamie, do you have any other questions? Are you ready for the next few months of <laughs> oh, yeah. your ass kicked? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm ready. My body's feeling good. Um, I'm not a big fan of running and swimming, but um, I will do it if yeah. it. Uh, I have to. It was so, one of those yeah. things that we figured last year was kind of the big <laughs> hole, so we're going to fix that. Cool. Well, good. Well, we're looking forward to watching you compete. Cool. Um, I'm driving out to the driving. Uh, Lana and I are driving out. We meet her. Base camp base camp for because she likes to she likes to have all her own kind of stuff in her own place and being able to camp being able to camp as a, with an rv at the games is huge as, yeah. a, as so an athlete nice. it's so, so nice because really you're cool. right there you don't have to worry about driving yeah. you just jump on your bike you go to the event mm-hmm. it, it it actually makes it a, a cool experience yeah. in addition to making right. it convenient yeah so so that's fun we're looking forward to that yeah definitely excited hopefully we have a team that's going with me <laughs> yeah awesome. yeah yvonne doesn't like you know it was yvonne and sandy for was, a while oh, yeah. and then sandy retired yeah. all eyes on you now yeah right on well thank all you for coming yeah all thanks right. for thank you for having me thank you honey for doing this finally yep. all right bye you guys see ya